Feeder cattle futures climbed last week as grain futures faded fast. Cash fed cattle prices were mainly steady to higher. And the beef checkoff opponents lost another legal battle. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 5th of July, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Now to the news. Cash cattle markets were steady to stronger last week, helped along by massive fund liquidation that sucks steam from grain futures, boosting cattle futures, especially feeder cattle. After four cents higher in spot July, corn futures closed an average of 63 and 9 tenths cents lower through the new crop contracts week to week on Friday. That's about $1.15 lower over the last two weeks. Except for 15.4 cents higher in spot July, soybean futures closed an average of 24.6 cents lower through the front six contracts during the same period. That was in the face of what was widely viewed as neutral to slightly bullish USDA grain stocks and acreage reports. More about those momentarily. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of $3.30 higher week-to-week on Friday, from $2 to $4.32 higher. The CME Feeder Cattle Index closed $1.96 higher week-to-week on Thursday at $165.67. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices last week were a dollar lower on a live basis in the Texas Panhandle at $137.00 weight. Steady to a dollar higher in Kansas at 138, steady in Colorado at 145, steady to three dollars higher in Nebraska at 145 to 151, and unevenly steady from two dollars lower to three dollars higher in the Western Corn Belt at 148 dollars. Dress prices were steady in Nebraska at 234, and steady to six dollars lower in the Western Corn Belt at 234 dollars. Through Thursday, the average five-area direct-fed steer price was $1.60 higher on a live basis at $146.10. The average steer price in the beef was $0.97 lower at $233.94. In the latest issue of Cattle Market Notes Weekly, Josh Maples, Extension Livestock Economist at Mississippi State University, explains, Feedlot inventories are declining seasonally, and typically bottom out in the late summer. That trend is expected this year too, but it remains to be seen just how quickly the inventory numbers decline through the summer 
or increase during the fall. He adds, the number of calves born in the U.S. has declined annually since 2018, and numbers are expected to be fewer again this year. Reflecting on another month of record large feedlot inventories June 1st, Maples explains more heifers and cattle placed lighter weights are among the factors making it difficult to pinpoint when feedlot inventories will begin to decline. He explains lighter cattle typically stay in the feedlot inventory longer and an increase in heifers in the feedlot mix means higher feedlot totals now but fewer replacements to produce calves later. Both of these factors are likely contributing to higher feedlot totals today, he says, but do not suggest sustained high inventories in the future. Live cattle futures closed an average of 63 cents higher week to week on Friday, from 15 cents higher at the back to $1.22 higher in spot August, gaining back about 20% of the previous week's losses. Wholesale beef values continued to decline seasonally last week, Choice box beef cutout value was $1.16 lower week-to-week on Friday at $263.82 hundredweight. Select was $4.55 lower at $240.47. The increasing choice select spread underscores increasing feedlot marketing curtainness. Estimated total cattle slaughter last week of 636,000 head was 30,000 head fewer than the previous week, but 8,000 more than the same week last year, according to USDA. Estimated year-to-date total cattle slaughter of 16.9 million head was 168,000 head more than the same time last year. Estimated year-to-date beef production of 13.96 billion pounds was 127.6 million pounds more, or 0.9% more than last year. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org and look for the Goals tab. Now to those numbers from USDA's acreage and grain stocks reports. Corn planted area for all purposes in 2022 was estimated at 89.9 million acres in the acreage report. That would be 3.4 million acres less, or 4% less, than last year. However, it was more than the estimate in the prospective plantings report in March, and more than the trade expected. Compared with last year, planted acreage is expected to be down or unchanged in 35 of the 48 estimating states. Corn stocks in all positions on June 1st totaled 4.35 billion bushels, up 6% year-over-year. Soybean planted area for this year was estimated at 88.3 million acres, which would be 1% more than last year. Still, soybean acreage was significantly less than the prospective plantings report and below trade expectations. 
Compared with last year, planted acreage is up or unchanged in 24 of the 29 estimating states. Soybeans stored in all positions on June 1st totaled 971 million bushels, up 26% from a year earlier. And all wheat planted area for 2022 was estimated at 47.1 million acres, up 1% from 2021. If realized, it would represent the fifth lowest all-wheat planted area since records began in 1919. Old crop all-wheat stored in all positions June 1st totaled 660 million bushels, down 22% from a year ago. And acreage for all hay was estimated at 51.5 million acres, which would be 771,000 acres more, or 1.5% more than last year. Opponents to the nation's beef checkoff came up short in their latest multi-year legal challenge. Last week, the Supreme Court of the United States denied RCAF's lawsuit against 13 state beef councils and the beef checkoff, effectively ending yet another RCAF attack on the beef checkoff and preventing activist attorneys at public justice from further diverting checkoff and beef industry resources, according to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Colin Woodall, CEO of the NCBA, says, For too long we have allowed RCAF and their attorneys to divide our industry and draw attention away from the important job of beef promotion and research. The Supreme Court's rejection of RCAF's petition confirms the beef checkoff and its overseers are adhering to the letter and spirit of the laws that protect and guide producer investments in the program. NCBA intervened in the lawsuit in its early days to help defend state beef councils from RCAF and their activist attorneys who falsely attacked state beef councils and the cattlemen and women who volunteer their time to support the industry as checkoff leaders. Multiple court decisions rejected these allegations and reaffirmed the work and direction of the beef checkoff and those who got it. RCAF has repeatedly attacked the beef checkoff, engaging lawyers who are closely aligned with extremist animal rights groups like PETA and others in an attempt to further their efforts, Woodall says, adding that it's time our industry stands up to RCAF and insists that they end these attacks on the beef checkoff and the volunteer cattle producers who direct it. As an editorial aside, folks can always find details of a program they disagree with, but when you look at how much the beef checkoff accomplishes each year and over time, it's mind-boggling to me that anyone would want to derail the program. Never mind the promotion. Naysayers should look at the long list of necessary product research, which has helped create new products and more beef demand and then describe an alternative that would have done more. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 5th of July, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Hishmel. Thanks for listening.